Welcome to another episode of the Advanced Training Podcast. In this episode, we're going to discuss OKG. Now what's OKG? OKG is our kind of guy. And where did I get this term from? Well, I love to study greatness. And in my opinion, one of the greatest organizations at anything ever is the New England Patriots. I have a bookshelf, about six or seven books on that bookshelf are dedicated to this dynasty that is the New England Patriots. And they dissect what makes them great. And one of the books is actually called The Dynasty. And it goes through how they bring people into their organization. And I'm not talking just about the football players. I'm talking about everybody from top to bottom, bottom to top, how they bring people in. And for the players, we'll say, they have to meet this OKG criteria. Now, taking one massive step back, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are either former players who still have some sort of bitterness to a coach who ruined their life, or a current player who's mad at his coach for putting him in a bad situation and maybe he's not giving him the right playing time or he puts him in the, uh, the wrong position. So what I'm going to do is give you in some insight into what my OKG would be. It actually is. And when I say my OKG, I mean the OKG of the guys I coach with because I really try and only put myself in situations where I'm coaching with people that have similar values to me. They have similar principles to me. It's hard for people to exist in a world together where they don't have the same principles and values. So here we go. Here's the five things that you would need to be to be in our OKG. The first one is loves football. Now this may seem like, huh, that's simple. That's so obvious. No, it's not. People think they love football, but they really don't. So when you know you love something, how do you know you love something? It's when your mind drifts, what are you thinking about most, right? When my mind is drifting in some meeting where I've kind of lost focus or if I'm sitting down watching some ridiculous TV show or right before I go to bed, my mind drifts to football. Now, there's people that think, oh, this guy must love football. I'm not talking about me. This guy that comes up to work every Monday morning and knows all the scores and all the stats, he loves football. Do you really love football or do you just think about it on Sunday and maybe for your fantasy football league? And if you love football so much, uh, did you play football? Oh, I couldn't play football. Uh, I was too small or my parents wouldn't let me. Uh, now, look, i coach been coaching football for 20 years. And we've had guys and have guys right now that weigh 110 pounds. And I'll tell you this. If you want something, you find a way. If you don't, you find an excuse. So if you really love football, if you're consumed by football, you would have played. And now let's just say that you, you couldn't, right, for whatever reason. Maybe maybe your parents legitimately wouldn't let you. They'd throw you out of the house if you did. You fight and scratch and claw, or they, and they said no. Or you had some sort of uh, you know injury that never allowed you to actually play football. You were born with a, a, a disability that would allow you to play. Well, do you coach football? No, I can't coach football. I, I got a job. So do I. I got a job too. Yeah, my job doesn't allow it. Look, I've specifically chosen work that would enable me or allow me to play to coach football. That's how much I love football. So if I'm coaching a kid... If I'm coaching a, 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 you know, a young adult, I want that person to legitimately love football. And I'm not just talking about the games. Everybody loves Friday night under the lights with the band playing. But do you love coming to practice? Do you love going to the weight room? Do you love watching film? Do you love reading your playbook? Right? Are you, uh, as Coach Clark said this brilliantly, and he's by the way, if Coach Clark, if you're listening to this, still will say that you're one of the best coaches I've ever met. We need to get you back in the game. But Coach Clark said this brilliantly when he was a head coach that I was working for. He said to our players, are you a football player or are you a guy that's playing football? 
I love it. Are you a football player or are you just a guy that's playing football? Because if you're at football practice and there's somewhere else you'd rather be, then you're not a football player. If you're watching film and there's something else you'd rather do, then you're not a football player. And I'll relay this back to something Coach Neville said from Tomville High School, and I love it. He said, I need people around me that are as obsessed with this as I am. Like, this is the thing in my life, and I love that. Because, you know, you just the worlds aren't going to mesh. I'm obsessed with this, and you're not. Uh, I'm trying to coach a kid and teach him the things that I know about the game, and maybe this is like the 10th most important thing in his life. Well, if it's not in your top three... Right? If it's not in the top three most important things in your life, and I'm talking about things like family and your health and things like that, those should be like number one or number two, maybe maybe your faith, uh, that should be one and two. But if football's not in that top three, then we're gonna have a really hard time relating to each other. And also, do you do you like when you're watching film, do you love to learn or are you just doing it because you're told to do it? And when I'm talking to you, are you engaged? Is what I'm telling you the most important thing in the world because you love football that much? Or is, again, Coach, I don't care. I'm just going to show up to practice. Hopefully it looks cool on, uh, on my, uh, my application to college. Or maybe I get a full scholarship because I'm so awesome and I'll show up on game night. Right? So for me, the first OKG is you got to love football. The second OKG is you got to be competitive. You have to hate losing more than you like winning. I'll say that again. You have to hate losing more than you like winning. And I'm not, again, I'm not just talking about Friday night under the lights, which is, is super important. But that is just the result of all the other work you do. Like, you got to hate losing in the weight room in the offseason more than you like winning. Like, you, it's got to really make you angry if the guy next to you benches more than you or could do more pull-ups than you or could do a better deadlift than you. It's got to make you angry that if after practice or even during practice your team's running a couple of sprints that you lose or somebody gets down the field in a quick kickoff faster than you, right? That has to make you angry. It has to make you angry if the people around you aren't competing with you, right? If you, if you show up to practice and you're practicing at a level 10 and your partner's practicing at a level 3, that's got to just eat at your soul. And then also, if there are competitive drills in practice, you don't shy away from the competition. You go for the biggest, baddest dude. Maybe it's the fastest dude in a one-on-one tackling drill. I want him. I want you right now. Let's compete. Let's go. Or if we have a competition period, so when I was a head coach, every day we had a competitive period. Uh, it's first and goal from the five. Let's go. Losers got to clean the field. Some guys, a lot of guys gravitated to that competition. Let's go. Let's compete right now. And those are the guys. That guy is my OKG. The guy that's, ha, uh, competition's not for me. I don't like it. <clears throat> You're not my kind of guy. Sorry. And I'll say this. I am hyper-competitive. I'm so competitive that I actually have to really tone down the things that I do. So, uh, for example, I'm not just going to dabble in golf because I'm so competitive. If I really did, I would have to completely dedicate myself to it. And I know that it will actually drive me crazy. So I stay away from golf. So the things that I do, I will completely and totally engross myself in because whatever I do, whatever I do, I want to be the best at the things that I do. As my wife will tell me, uh, everything's not a competition. Yeah, that's right. But the things that I'm doing, I want to win. If, if somebody's keeping score, I want to win. I want to win that competition. Okay. Tip. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tip number three. I'm going back to six minutes. I'm on the air. OKG number three puts the team first. Whew. In this modern era of me, me, me. Uh, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's all about me. This is a hard one. 
This is the type of player that you want. Who's going to put the team first? Who's just looking for a free scholarship to college? Who's looking to get their picture on Instagram? Who's looking to get their name in the Staten Island Live? Who's looking to make the Staten Island Advance All-Star team? Or who's looking for the team to get better and to win? Now, this person, here's how you know if they put the team first. They're going to play any position you ask them to. Right? Hey, we're putting you at uh, outside linebacker this week. Okay, coach, no problem. Hey, we're going to put you at fullback this week. No problem. Whatever the team needs. We're putting you on the kickoff team. Uh, coach, I don't want to be on the kickoff team. Well, then you're not putting the team first. Right? It's the guy who's going to do anything for his team. Listen, we need a good look on scout team. We need your help. I got you. Put, put me in. Put me in. I'll do whatever this team needs. When they, when they score a, a touchdown or they make a sack... Are they looking for all the glory with the, for themselves, or are they celebrating with their teammates, right? The beauty of these people, too, is that it's not just that they care about the team when they're on the field, and they put the team first on the field. They do it when they're off the field, because they know any and everything they do is a reflection of that team. They are a walking billboard for that team. They may be influencing someone else on that team to do the right or the wrong thing. So, uh... Yeah, I don't want to study for this test. Well, now you're going to fail, and now you're not going to be able to play. You just hurt the team. Yeah, I, I don't want to listen to my coach. I hate this guy. I'm going to get in a fight with him and get uh, benched. Well, now you just hurt the team. I'm going to be late. Now you just hurt the team, right? Everything you do. I, I want to go out and uh, eat an ice cream sundae every single day. Uh, I want to go get massively drunk the night before a party. Again, you're not putting the team first. You're putting you first. You're giving up what the team wants for what you want. You're putting yourself above the team. Uh, if you miss, miss a practice because you're tired or you got the sniffles, you're putting yourself above the team. If you have no respect for the authority on your team, right? you're not willing to, to listen to a coach, the person that's been put in this position, the person that's dedicating their time to you, but you don't respect that authority. Well, now you're, not, you're putting yourself above the coaching staff, who again is just a bigger par- portion of the team. And we, we have this saying uh, about players. It's either they can't do, like they're physically not able to do, they don't know how to do, means you just didn't teach them how to do it yet, coach, it's your job to make them do it, and if they can't do, coach, it's your job to train them how to do it, right, so they can't do, and they don't know how to do, we can fix as coaches, but the third part of this is won't do, so this can't do, don't know how to do, and won't do, and that won't do, that guy is certainly not putting the team first, he's putting himself first, like I'm just not doing it, I'm just not doing it. Sorry. Now, this links to the OKG number four. Because maybe they won't do because they lack this fourth OKG, which is toughness. Right? This person could have all the skill in the world. All the athletic ability in the world. All the talent in the world. And then you say, listen, on this play, we need you to go knock the defensive end's teeth out. Eh, I'm not doing it. We, on this play, we need you to go blow up the kickout block. Sorry. On this play, we need you to go stalk the hell out of the cornerback. Nope. Now, that, that they don't have that toughness. So the fourth OKG is toughness. And this is a physical, violent game. <laughs> I, don't, I won't even repeat it, but you guys know the, the famous phrase in Staten Island. Actually, I'll say it. It's a great saying by Coach Manos. It's a violent game played by violent men. And if you're not tough, you're not going to be able to play this game. Even if you're a, a wide receiver, 
You know, they don't have the same exact uh, protection rules that they do in the NFL. Nobody's getting fined in high school. You're going to get hit. You're going to go over the middle, and you're going to get smacked at some point. You've got to be tough. You've got to be able to take a shot. But you also have to be tough to play through being hurt. I'm not saying being injured. I'm saying being hurt. Uh, your hamstring's bothering you slightly. You've got a black and blue on your elbow. You've got to be tough enough to play through it. You've got to be tough enough to show up to practice every day. You've got to be mentally tough enough to remember your plays. You've got to be mentally tough enough to not give up when things go bad. You've got to be mentally tough enough to get back up when you get knocked down because you will get knocked down. You've got to be mentally tough enough to line back up again and forget about getting beat by that wide receiver on the last rep because it's going to happen or dropping the last ball because it's going to happen. You've got to be tough enough to get coached up by your coach and not take it personally. That person is there to make you better. And when I'm talking about a coach, in all these instances, I'm talking about a good coach. I'm talking about a coach who's coaching you, who's legitimately coaching you, and not just saying, run faster, tackle harder, uh, you're soft. I mean, a person who's actually coaching you in the game of football, and not just berating you. So if you got a coach like that, and that person is coaching you, and they're trying to teach you and motivate you, then you got to be tough enough to accept that constructive criticism, right? It's constructive criticism to make you a better football player. You know, one of the two of the things that I that show me when a player is tough. This is me as a special teams slash defensive guy. One of them is pursuit. That's toughness. You're on one side of the field. You track the guy down from the other side of the field. That's tough because it's not easy to do, but it's just a matter of your will. It's a matter of are you willing to run from one end of the field and go tackle some guy who just broke a run, or are you just going to sit there and watch the play? And this is every single rep, by the way. This is every single rep. A quick uh, digression. I sent to our linebackers a clip of a linebacker from Fordham who made 31 tackles in one game. And I said to them, if you can't sit here and watch all 31 of these tackles, then you don't love football. Back to OKG, number one. I actually said you're not a linebacker. I sat there and I watched it. I'm 43 years old and I was sitting on the edge of my seat watching this guy make tackles. And he was all over the field. It wasn't like he made 31 tackles in the backfield that runs up the middle. This guy was everywhere. He was going sideline to sideline. He was going down the field on bombs over the middle. 31 tackles in one game. And this probably didn't just happen on game day. This guy's probably doing that in every single rep of practice. These tough. The second thing, that this is really the extreme toughness, is being having the will to go block an extra point. Because when you get scored on in def- on defense, you're, you feel like the world just ended. You feel like your girlfriend just broke up with you. You feel like everything you work for is, is done. You feel betrayed by life. It's the worst spot you can be in. But to me, I know a guy's tough when he lines up on the next play and blocks the extra point. And now you just took their soul. They scored... But now you just took their momentum away. You, you just you stole a point from them. You stole a point from those guys. And that's what I look for. When I know we gotta, if we're playing a tough team, is how they line up after we score against I know if we have a tough defense, is how we line up after somebody scores against us. Okay. Oh, one more thing about toughness, too. This is in practice, is that these are the guys, and, and in games, they initiate the contact. You know, they're not... They're not waiting till somebody punches them in the face. They're always the first one, right? They're, they're always, I'm not saying throwing the first punch literally. I'm talking about, like, hitting somebody in the teeth on the opening kickoff, on the first play. They don't need to get punched around for two to three uh, drives before they wake up. That you, you know those teams I'm talking about, the teams you line up against, say, whoa, 
These guys, they're bringing it. It doesn't matter what the score is. doesn't matter where we're at. doesn't matter if they're underdogs. doesn't matter if they're the favorites. They're smacking in the teeth every single time. Okay, the fifth thing, the fifth OKG, is smart. And I mean football smart. Look, I, I am an academic. Uh, I'll say it. I'm a nerd. I'm an engineer, chemical engineer. I, I, I made it a point to never get anything wrong in high school. I'll say that again. Never get anything wrong in high school. I had 98.6 average. But I'm not talking about that guy. I don't need the guy on a football field who can uh, you know, break down the theory of relativity, right? I, I'd love that, but... That's not my. That's not the OKG I'm talking about in this situation. The OKG I'm talking about is: Are you a smart football player? Do you know your alignment, your assignment? Do you know your technique? Do you know what we're doing? Do you know some of the rules of the game of football? And I'm not expecting you to go out and read a rule book, but when the coaches are teaching you the rules of the game, like little crazy things, like for example, if the ball is being kicked off and it's going out of bounds and you put your foot out of bounds and you jump and land on the ball, you'll actually get the ball at the 35-yard line. It's a penalty on the other team. Do you know that? I wouldn't expect you to know going in, but if I taught it to you, are you listening to it? Are you using it during a game? Are you knowing anything or trying to make an effort to know anything about your opponents? Have you watched film on what they do? Do you know who the guy is who's lining up against you? Are you smart enough to realize that this is important? Now again, I am a man of simplicity, so I don't want to cloud your head with too, too many thoughts as a coach. And the coaches I coach with try and keep it simple. So what I'm saying smart does not mean you need to be Albert Einstein, right? No, it just means that you need to be a smart football player. Are you a smart football player to not hit a guy 10 seconds after the whistle? Are you a smart football player to not block a guy in the back on a ball that's 30 yards away from you? Or to hit a quarterback 10 minutes uh, after he throws the ball? Or to jump on a false start 15 times, right? Or can you hold the snap count on an offensive line? These are smart football players. These are smart football players. These are the, those little stupid things will kill you. All the work, all the practice you put in, all the weightlifting, it doesn't matter if the offensive lineman jumps. It doesn't matter. It'll, it'll derail the entire drive. It doesn't matter uh, if your, wide rec- your cornerback makes an interception and... Then you're, and he runs it back for a touchdown, and you block somebody in the back on the spot of the ball, right? It, you're negating all the good stuff with stupidity. And I, I think back to a couple different things here. One of them is when uh, Mike Holgram, I believe he was going to the San Francisco 49ers, and he's going to coach there. And Michael, Mike Holgram is a, now he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback at the time he was, sorry, coach. At the time he was a younger coach, and he goes to the 49ers to coach quarterbacks, coach the offense. And who's there but Joe Montana? And already a dude. Joe Montana, Hall of Famer quarterback. Uh, he was the GOAT before Brady was the GOAT. And he was like, what am I going to do with this guy? Like, how am I going to teach this guy? And when he got there, he realized that this great player loved to be coached. And what his point was is that gr- the greatest players love to be coached, and they love to learn. So for you got you high school football players who think you know it all, you really don't. And what... When guys say, I know, you don't know. When you say, I know, as we're telling you something, you don't know. And the truth is, is that he who already knows can't learn. I'll say that again. He who already knows can't learn. So if you think you already know, then you can't learn. As uh, I think it's Joe Rogan or maybe Joe DeFranco said, like you have to have this white belt mentality. 
Me, I've been coaching this game for 22 years. I feel like in the last year, I've doubled, let's say this, I've probably 10x'd my knowledge of football in the last year. And I'm 43 years old, been coaching this game for 22 years. And that's me. Now, some high school kid who's been playing, I don't know, let's say he's been playing since he started high school. He's been playing for three years. He actually thinks he knows more football than the coaches on this coaching staff. How is that possible? How could you possibly know more than the guys that you're around when you haven't done it that long? It's not just what you you watch or, or you see you're doing Madden, right? Like, how could you possibly know this? And are you the guy who's going to ask the coaches questions, not to challenge them, but to literally learn the game and to learn? And I'll finish with this. You know, talent is something that you are born with. And maybe you're lucky to have some sick genetics. But skill is something that you have to develop. And you have to get the right coach and the right environment to really enhance that skill that you have. Sorry, enhance that talent you have and turn it into a skill. So, the way to be our... I'll wrap this up with just a recap of what we're looking at. To be in this OKG... Let's wrap this up. There's five things. You got to love football. That's thing number one. If you don't love football, the rest of this doesn't even matter. Thing number two, you got to be competitive, both on and off the field. You got to hate losing more than you love winning. Thing number three, put the team first. Name a great team, a great franchise where there's a bunch of, a bunch of eye guys walking around. Maybe uh, they have a great season, but do they ever really stick around for a long, long time? No. It's the teams that have the team first that stick around, that they build dynasties. Thing number four, you got to be tough. To me, the toughest team, they always win. And again, it's tough does not mean I bench press 600 pounds. Tough means, am I, am I going to keep running through that wall even though I'm probably not going to get through it? I'm going to run into that wall as hard as I can knowing that it's going to destroy me. That's tough. And then thing number five is are you smart? Not uh, Sir Isaac Newton smart. Are you football smart? The basics of football, your position. Are you mastering? Are you smart enough to master your craft at your position? Now, notice I didn't say for our kind of guy, uh, dude, 6'2", bench presses, 380, runs, a 4'2", hands, never drops a ball. Right? That's, not the, that's not my type of guy. I can't control what walks through the door or what walks onto a field. Maybe we can help develop the guys we have into better athletes. But that's there's people out there, coaches out there, that definitely are trying to build or acquire talent and not build a football team. But again, that was a sign that was on the Patriots' wall. Bang! Coach Flores from the Dolphins, when he was a scout for the Patriots, he kept that sign on his wall. We are not here acquiring talent. We are here to build a football team. So again, OKG, those top five things. Uh, if you've been coached by me then you know that's what I love. If you're about to be coached by me or are being coached by me, then you know this is what I'm looking for. And if you're not all five of those things, I'm sorry. You're just not you're not my kind of guy, and you're not the type of guy that, of, of the guys I'm coaching with. All right, people. Enjoy the rest of your day. I love you all. Talk to you soon. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Element. That's L-M-N-T. What's Element? Element is the product that came into my life at exactly the right moment. I've been training hard. I've been sweating like a maniac. But unfortunately, after my sessions, I could never kick that feeling of dehydration. It didn't matter how much water I drank. In fact, the more water I drank, the worse it got. My body was telling me, you need more. You need electrolytes. 
but I refuse to go and buy some sugary sports drink and put that garbage into my body. Enter Element. What's Element? It's a tasty electrolyte drink mix. That's right, I said tasty. They have seven different flavors. My personal favorite is mango chili. But most importantly, it's got no sugar. It's got no gluten. It's got no garbage. It's got no guilt. Take it. You'll feel better. You won't feel like a bum after you drink it. You won't feel any guilt after taking it. To get your Element today, go to drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Again, that's drinklmnt.com backslash George Mahoney. Get yours today.